Welcome to another episode of Gulf War, the Battle After the War. Today I want to talk about a bill that's been introduced into office that I'm sure most of us have been following, and if not, we should be. I wanted to address it today and cover briefly what it is and what it means for us and our families. It's Bill HR 1200, and you can Google that and see all the detail that's listed there. There's more than what I'm discussing here. But it was introduced on February 13th, 2019 and Congresswoman Elaine Luria sponsored and participated in veteran favor of the bill. So for those that don't know, this bill is to raise our compensation to help further offset cost of living so that we would see a raise in our disability benefits. Obviously every little bit helps. The less creative we have to be about surviving, the less stress we endure, which means maintaining status quo might just be a tad bit easier. So hopefully this gets passed. Now, it's my understanding that this will affect compensation for all wartime disability compensation, compensation for dependents, clothing allowance, dependency and indemnity compensation to servicing spouses, and dependency and indemnity compensation to children. So as we speak, this bill is headed to the president for approval. Hopefully he sees the need and weighs in our weighs in our favor because I'm sure this would help a lot of people. So as I said, this portion of this cast was fairly short. Uh, those were the highlights of the bill that I wanted to get out there so everybody has an idea of what's going on. The second topic that I wanted to cover today is vision issues because I was talking to somebody about this a couple of weeks ago and I didn't see anything further about it up until a couple nights ago where I saw a thread that started just running super long. So I kind of wanted to address vision issues versus Gulf War illness. So I've been searching around the web to see what kind of connection there is to vision loss in Gulf War vets of the first uh, Gulf War. And I didn't really find anything directly connected. What I did find is normal wear and tear. Uh, some of the veterans are experiencing a faster aging process, which could also affect your vision. But nothing directly connected to Gulf War illness. And it's something that I think we should all just kind of keep an eye on over the next 10 years and see what kind of studies pop up in relation to Gulf War veterans and vision loss as they start to connect the dots finally. So some of the other things that I saw as far as vision loss goes is we have a high rate of diabetes, we have a high rate of high blood pressure, both of those affect your vision. And of course there's aspects of the autoimmune disease that can affect your vision as well. But as I was saying there's really nothing that I could directly link to Gulf War illness in particular. And Gulf War illness is a multi-symptom illness so it's plausible that maybe one of the 10 or 20 symptoms that you have could affect your vision. Like I mentioned earlier diabetes and high blood pressure are very common and they also affect the, uh, the vision. So to help me date myself back to when I first noticed my vision issues, um, 
I want to say I was probably in my mid-30s, maybe my early to mid-30s. And I would notice, particularly at night, I would start to see halos around lights, street lights in particular, or headlights. Um, but that was really the bulk of my vision issues. So my night vision kind of degraded a little bit, but my day vision was fine. I didn't have any issues during the day at all. As a matter of fact, I could read those, um, what do you call those charts? Those, those charts that you go to the, the DMV and read for your driver's license test. I could read just about every line there. I didn't have any issues. But I did notice early on, I want to say probably around 37 or 38-ish, my vision was really starting to go south. I wasn't able to see those small letters at the bottom and the median letters above those. They were much, much more difficult to read. So once I hit 42, I finally gave in and that's when I realized I needed reading glasses. And truth be told, like I was saying, I probably should have gotten them around 38 or a little bit earlier than that because I can remember straining to read those those small and medium print. But honestly, at that point in my life, uh, what I like to call the end of my Superman days, I think I was really just in denial, so I stretched it out as long as I could. I'm sure much like everybody else does when it comes to accepting the fact that you now have to use reading glasses. But I don't know that I can contribute my vision issues to Gulf War illness though because of the way it happened to me. It was gradual and it happened over I want to say a three or four year period and then it just continually degraded minusculely every year. Now I, I do believe my case to be age-related to a point and I say to a point because I notice a significant change uh, 24 hours after starting my blood pressure medication and then again when they changed it and raised it so I contribute some of my vision issues to the medications that I'm taking and that's something that you may want to consider as well if you go back through the list of medications that you're taking check and see what the side effects are of each one and see if vision loss is one of those side effects or any kind of vision change for that matter and of course, you know, there were other extenuating circumstances, even though I was affected by the chemicals over there, I wasn't living in it for days or even months at a time, like the army or the Marines on the ground. So you being in it and around it 24 seven definitely would have a different effect or a more severe effect than what I had. So I would say you definitely have something to be concerned about, but keep in mind that's not really a result of Gulf War illness. That's a result of direct exposure to the chemicals, the sarin gas, the cyclosarin gas, the, uh, you know, all the other chemicals that were sprayed on us while we were there. And you guys had direct exposure and you guys were laying in it, sleeping in it, breathing it, drinking it in some cases. So that's something to be concerned about. And, and I would definitely look at the side effects of those both short-term and long-term but 
keep in mind at the end of the day, Gulf War illness is a multi-symptom illness and it's consisting of a wide range of symptoms, but only a handful are recognized at this point by our illustrious government. So, in closing, I'm going to change topics here. I want to say I have received an overwhelming response to a diet that I briefly talked about a few casts ago that I had already started at the time. So, next Wednesday, I will be discussing in detail the diet that I have been following for just about a month now as of this cast, maybe a tad bit longer. And I will also share where I'm at, what my goals are, and what I have discovered thus far. So if you're listening at this point, tune in next week because I will be giving you all the details and everything that I've come across as far as failures in this diet, as far as successes in this diet, and what my next 60 days are going to be like. And then if you want to get into it, you're more than welcome to contact me directly. I'd be more than happy to have a discussion with you via Facebook page, or we could even get on Anchor and talk. Um, It's not a problem. So definitely reach out to me if you're interested. Otherwise, until then, have a great week. And don't forget to hug a vet.